So Malcolm, 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 here we are. Finally. Oh, here. <laughs> like, he's actually gonna be sitting on the couch in front of me. I look at all your different web videos on Instagram mm -hmm. and I'm like, oh my God, they're always right on time. Thank you. Like, how did you, did you always know this was your calling? So let me tell you this. I got into doing videos because I was in a really, really, really unhappy relationship. Oh. And that relationship, it did two things to me. First of all, I brought him into my life. He was the person who saw my gift. Mm -hmm. And he said, you know, he was sitting on the sofa one night. He said, sweetheart, you do really good at doing videos. I think you are so inspirational. So that was the gift he gave me. But also it gave me content to mm -hmm. use because, you know, when you're going through something like that, you need an outlet. Mm -hmm. And I would channel my, my feelings into the video. So a lot of the lessons I was sharing with people on camera was lessons that I was learning myself. Oh my God, and yeah. they say that is the best, best, best information is because it's coming from the heart mm -hmm. and it's coming from experiences mm -hmm. and what the person is actually feeling and going through. Because I can feel it. Like, I see it through the screen, especially when you say, this is what you need to do. Yes. And why are you afraid to come into your own light? And why are you holding back? And it's questions that everybody wants to ask themselves, but you actually are putting it in the words. Yeah. I think you're living below your full potential. You know, the reality is that we were not made to live with just enough. I don't believe in that. I believe in abundance. And I think that if you know that you are capable of doing more and you're not doing it, then you're living below your full potential. But I think that the thing that keeps most people from, from going after more is honestly fear. People mask fear in a whole lot of ways. They say, I'm too busy. I'm too busy to try something. I'm too busy right now. You know, or they have any other excuse, they procrastinate, but it really is fear. It's the fear of trying to have more. It's the fear of, of how will the people around me judge me if I start operating differently and start living differently. It's the fear of how do I, how do I deal with, with abundance? You know, you, I grew up with barely nothing. You know, I grew up like on the bottom ring of middle class. Like we were, we were just above poor, but not quite middle class, right? So we were the just enough kind of household. And for me, one of my fears was if I have more, you know, you hear these songs like more money, more problems, all those stuff. It's these myths that's taught to us that somehow or another having more is going to bring problems. So you condition yourself to be more comfortable with, not, with having just enough. And I think it's ultimately it's fear that keeps people from pushing beyond whatever their current limit is so they can live at their full potential. But I have to agree with you. I'm pretty successful. People would say, oh my God, you're on reality TV. You're mm -hmm. all over the world. This is your eighth season. You've got all this going on. You've got eight businesses. But at the same time, I find myself scared to post certain stuff mm -hmm. or in fear. What is people going to think? Mm -hmm. They already mm -hmm. think this that I'm this mean person and I'm not. Maybe I should wait. Before you know it, all this great content that could be helping people, I'm actually pushing it to the side. And by the time I get ready to post it, it ain't even relevant anymore. Mm -hmm. Or I talk myself out of it and it's like, well, that was last month. That's old now. Let me Forget anyway, Jackie. Here's my thought. This is my thought. Everybody's not gonna be a tribe, all right? So if only one percent of the world, if only one percent of the world actually liked what you posted on a particular day or liked what you were doing in a particular space or like a particular platform, that's still 70 million people, over 70 million people, just one percent of the world. So when you think of it like that, you don't need everybody to be in your corner. I think that's the myth that keeps so many of us sort of paralyzed to being able to put ourselves out there. We want everybody to like it. It doesn't matter if everyone likes what we're doing. What matters is, are we putting out something that's going to resonate with our tribe, right? Because if you're not my tribe, I don't care if you like it or not, you're irrelevant. You just need your tribe to say yes to it. And 70,000 people prove that this is what can happen for you. It's proof. It's a memory. It's a testimony for you to always remember whenever you have that fear. You're right. You're right. And it is sitting here with you I, i'm so excited i just 
Do you have any siblings? I do. So I'm one of six kids. One We're a blended family, but I'm one of okay. six kids. Uh, okay. Sisters, brothers, all yes. brothers? Yes, so um, three sisters, two brothers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm the second youngest. My little sister, Nia, actually lives out here. She's a dancer, okay. and she does hair. So she moved out here. I actually forced her to move out here a year after I got here. I called her up and I said, Nia, so I got her a car when she graduated from high school. And I said, I'm moving your car here um, on XYZ day. And if you want your car and you want to drive it, you'll be here too. I said, I have an extra bedroom, you'll be in there. And she says, why? I said, because you want to dance, you can't do that where you're at. She was in DC. Nothing wrong with DC, but that's not where you do that at. And I said, so you need to come here. And if you don't like it, then you can go back home after a year. But you will be here for a year. Amazing. And, and she's she, been here ever since. She loved it. Yeah. She loved it. Yeah. See, and that's what I love about you is that you will make people not only face their fears, but sometimes you encourage them to go ahead and take a step out mm -hmm. on faith. Take the leap. Let's talk about spirituality. Yes. When, when did you get involved in it? Mm -hmm. Have you always been spiritual? Yeah. And what do you say to people that is fighting with spirituality and trying to fit in with this whole Instagram craze and, yeah. you know, social media craze? So I grew up Baptist, uh, my mother's a reverend. Mm -hmm. And so for me, what I wanted to do when I was a kid is I wanted to become a reverend. That was my thing I wanted to do. So my first job in college was I got hired by a foundation that financed on-campus ministries. Mm -hmm. And they said, we want someone who can go in and who can teach and can preach, but we want it to be very inclusive. We don't, we don't want anyone to feel left out in any way, shape or form. And so they said, can you do this? I've never preached a day in my life. I've done offertory prayer and testimonies at church. I've never preached before. They said, doesn't matter. Don't, you don't have to preach. Just be yourself. Mm -hmm. So I would do that. And I would go and I'd teach lessons like you are not your past. I would teach lessons like your future can be anything you want to be. It was very motivational, but I would tie it to spirituality. And that's what got me in it. And so, you know, that's really the foundation of my beliefs is that, you know, I am, I was raised in the Christian culture. That is the foundation of my moral code and how I, and how I interact with the world. But the, for me, I say this, I am in support of anybody, regardless of what your belief system is, as long as it is empowering you to live your best life. Take whatever path works for you. That's what we have to make sure that we remember. We have such good hearts. I can tell you the same way, Mama. We want to say yes to everything, yes. but we can't. No, and I love that. What would you say to that person that's like, they right there at the brink of success, but they don't know really which way to go? What so, would you tell them? I would tell them, I'm a big person for focusing on what you believe you'll be excellent at. So if you've got multiple options, then you need to focus on what am I going to be excellent at? What can I do really well? Not what's the stretch role, not what's, what am I going to have to work hard for, but what can I be immediately excellent at? Because here's the thing, excellence attracts excellence. So if you can mm -hmm. focus on what can I do well now, mm -hmm. then leverage that, you know, hopefully you make good money from it too. And then you can use that abundance to then invest in the next area. But the problem is that people stretch themselves thin doing things that they're good at, mm -hmm. rather than giving the energy to the thing you're excellent at. You could make a fortune, literally, when you focus. Your fortune comes from your focus. If you remember nothing else, remember that. And I'm saying that to everyone who's watching. Yes. Your focus comes from your fortune. I'm sorry, your, your fortune comes from your focus. That's it really right. does. And I will say every single time that I've had a question within my business of what should I do, that I always go back to what can I do excellent right now. And I push everything else to the back burner and get that thing done first. You know, when I saw that message, I said, he's speaking to me. Mm -hmm. Oh my God, Lord Jesus, he's speaking to me. I had been for the last two months, I'm gonna be honest with you, Malcolm, feeling like, wow, so much good stuff is happening. I'm doing my shows, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. The show, you know, yeah. season eight of Basketball Wives is going good, yeah. I got this happening. My husband got promoted, my kids is doing this, woo, everything's great. 
I yeah. feel like there's some stuff I'm missing. Why is that? And that's because, like you said, that key word, I'm spreading myself too thin. And I'm not excellent at doing 15 different things. Mm -hmm. I'm excellent at maybe three of those things. Mm -hmm. So why don't I focus on those? And that's what I think, I think brought me back to where I am now. And that is, I'm only going to do the stuff, like you said, that I'm yes. damn good at. And the I rest have to wait. One of the things you have to remember, Jackie, is that how you got to this position in life having all these businesses, having successful shows, all this, that is something within you yes. that's attracting that. This is your birthright to be successful. Mm -hmm. And because that's your birthright, you're going to always attract opportunities. So it may say, oh, this is a good one, this is a good one, this is a good one. It's always going to be something coming to you. It's always. So once you can accept, I'm entitled to this. I don't have to grab everything that's here now. It's not going to go away if I don't grab it. I'm with that, then it allows you to be more selective about what you say yes to. Amazing. It's your birthright to be successful. This is not happening by accident, okay? No one has this kind of success consistently, consistently, consistently by accident. It's happening because it's for you. Accept that and walk in it. This is that point in the show where I want to know about you. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to give you the floor and I want you to just tell me about you. Well, you know, I like to think of myself as an ordinary person who has chosen to live an extraordinary life. Because I think we all can choose to live an extraordinary life. Um, I'm from Dallas originally. Spent half my childhood there, the other half, outside the DC metro area. And for me, you know, I face a lot of challenges that I think anybody else faces in their life. A lot of people face these challenges. You know, I dealt with, you know, parents who, you know, struggled in their relationship at the time. I um, dealt with bullying. I dealt with a lot of challenges as a child. I think for me, the difference was just that I made a choice at a certain point in my childhood that says, you know what, I want to live a life where I can help other people. I remember I was about 15 when I made that choice. I said, I want to help other people. I didn't know what that would look like, but I knew I wanted to help other people. And I think that that's been sort of the hallmark of my path, has really been that I had just chosen to be intentional about everything I do, about how can I use my platform to help people, and how can I do it in the most authentic way possible. You know, going on camera and trying to present myself as perfect. That doesn't work. You know, it's crazy because um, my the first time I reached a ton of people, I had a video that went out that reached something near about 50 million people, right? It was me talking about almost going bankrupt in my 20s, you know? So I started this business, and I was a textbook case. Someone made, made a lot of money didn't know one thing about managing money. You know, so people say, how can you make out money? And I was going bankrupt. Well, that, that happens very commonly, you know? And, um, and I did a video about it. I put it right out there. And then that brought a lot of energy um, to me, you know. When I get over talking about myself, you know, in terms of things that I've been through, I've always been very transparent. And for me, I think that that, if I give anybody any advice, it really is that, embrace your story. Whatever that looks like, embrace your story. Trying to hide your story, um, trying to make people think that it's something that, that trying to, try to make people think you don't go through anything. That's right. I think that that literally sets the stage for you not to be able to live at your full self. Because there's a tribe of people out there who are going to identify with you that much more if they know your story. I honestly think even uh, when I think about yourself, right, and I think about, about your show Basketball Wives, one of the things I think that resonates with so many people mm -hmm. is the fact that they are seeing the example of how you all live. They're seeing your life. They're seeing the real you. And so rather they like every choice or they don't like every choice, they identify with you and they trust you because they know the real you. I think that matters. I always look at adding new people to my tribe because I think people say no new friends. I'm, I'm not. I'm not a believer in that. 
Um, but to me, my tribe, the characteristic of those folks is people who want to be their best self in the That's world. Right. Whatever that may mean, they want to be their best self. They support me being my best self. And no matter how big or how crazy the dream is that I, that I tell them, they're going to be in support of it. I don't need any devil's advocates to question me yes. or create doubt within my mind. I need your support me in my good decisions and the ones that may not be so great. I need your support. That's my tribe. I love it. And I agree with you 100%. Because nobody, you know what? Nobody wants a yes man. Mm -hmm. My tribe would have to just definitely be my husband, my children, God. Mm -hmm. A lot of people that's willing to tell me constructive criticism mm -hmm. because in the world that I live in, a lot of people want me to not just accept them, but they want to say, yes, yes, I agree with you. And then if I say, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like it either. Mm -hmm. I want you to be honest with me and tell me, today, you're not living up to your full potential. Mm -hmm. Today, you need to stop focusing on Instagram and get on real stuff, real yeah. life yeah. stuff that you need to take care of. So my ideal tribe would be at least four to five people that would do that. Mm -hmm. And then maybe four or five others that have a good, kind heart that I mm -hmm. have that can help me expand to whoever in the world that I have not reached yet. I'm yeah. trying to reach everybody. And yes. I know I can't save the world, but help me to, to see the spots yeah, that I might possible. be missing. Yeah. So there's my ideal tribe. I love that. You know, for me, one of the things I had to recognize was being able to stay on track mm -hmm. was one of the hardest things for me. Yes. I had so many oh ideas God. that are hitting me every single day. And so my friend Ernest, mm -hmm. um, I, you know, he's always in the road with me. And I hired him. I said, you know, you do a really good job of keeping me on track. You really do. I was like, can we make this into some form of a job? So Lily, I was on the phone with him on the way over. Every Monday we have our call and then we meet throughout the week and every morning he lets me know what my priorities are for that day. If you can't do anything else, make sure you do these three things. And I had to say, sometimes you got to create the role mm -hmm. and you're trying to say, this is what I need because I can't be productive yes. without this. Thank you, you Jesus. Know? That's right. I need it because my right. mind's all over the place. Yeah, and you're very creative. I can tell you're an artist. And mm -hmm. on top of that, you have a mission and that mission is to touch as many people as you can. Mm -hmm. That right there is overwhelming in itself. It is. On top of being here and seeing so many different things that you can be doing. And you know, we already said LA is a cesspool of being able to go out there and do so much. Mm -hmm. And we're high achievers. Yeah. So I feel the same way as you. Mm -hmm. Sometimes I'm trying to do 50 different things and you just need that one or two or three people that says, you know what? Let's focus on this this week. Yeah. And that next week. And it really helps you stay on course. So true story. Last week, mm -hmm. um, I was overwhelmed. Because, you know, and I'm sure you, you experience this too, when you start having success that's visible to people in whatever realm, uh -huh. other people come to you and say, can you work with me on this? But one thing we will have is a compensation mm -hmm. about my compensation because it's vitally important that I be valued. Here's the word. Let me ask you, if you could date any celebrity mm -hmm. in this world, mm -hmm. who would it be? Well, um, if I had control over that, who would it be? Um, what's his name? OBJ. Oh. Odell Beckham. Oh. He ain't he ain't on my team, but still, he he's gorgeous. He is beautiful. He's and, yeah. and a beautiful husband. Yeah, father. Yeah, all the right characters characteristics that yes. I think that you would be looking for. Yeah, I would be amazing. It, I, my king has got to be an excellent father. Okay. A good a good moral foundation. You know, make choices. Has to be. And being gorgeous. That's Oh yeah, and, you know, and a, a dollar in the back. Right. I mean, a dollar makes me awesome. So yeah. I, I love that. Or at least be 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 able to bring something to the bring table. something to the table. But here's the thing: why I say this. We were talking about this um, earlier, and I was saying that for me, mm -hmm. so, what's how much money someone has is not a factor to me because okay. when I became an entrepreneur, so my main business is a financial services business. We have oh, over right. thirteen hundred fifty six team members. We sell insurance, right? Oh, We're based right in Century City. 
And for me, it changed the game for me financially because when you start making a, a certain kind of living, you can't date and say, I need someone to make X, Y, Z in my money. You limit your pool significantly, right? right? Yes. So for me, it's not a matter of how much money someone has. It's a matter of mindset. Right. Are you driven? Are you motivated? That yes. may manifest itself with $100,000 a year. can manifest itself with $10 million a year. I'm not concerned with the manifestation because incomes go up and down. I'm concerned with the mindset. That's what remains the same. And that's what I love about everything about what you stand for, Malcolm. Just like you said, it ain't even about the dollar amount. Mm -hmm. It's where's your mind at? Where's your spirituality? Where's your moral compass at? Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. what's more important. And the same with me. People are like, oh my God, she's married to a gazillionaire. No, that's mm -hmm. not it. Even if he had, and he was a post office man or just a regular job. I love the, the, the man that he is, the spirit that he has, mm -hmm. the father that he is, the caring and giving soul that he has, yeah. the fact that he wants to see the next person outside of himself happy before it's himself. Yeah, exactly. Because the reality is once you're with somebody long enough, yes. how much money they have, even how beautiful they look, yes. that wears off. That wears when you wake up at 6 o'clock in the morning, you smell this thing, breath, you are not worried about it. Listen, where do you see yourself in five years? Professionally, emotionally, everything. So five years from now, I will be 39. And so I am, I will definitely live further out. So I think it like Calabasas. I'm actually looking for a house right there right now. Um, I want some babies.